Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to episode 15 of a brand new rebooted We the Gamer cast, hosted by WeTheNerdy.com. This show publishes on iTunes and wherever you get your favorite podcasts every single Monday. Uh, I'm going to jump right into this. You might notice that my voice isn't quite there, uh, which is pretty terrible for a podcast. I caught a bit of a cold, and actually this is a thousand times better than even, say, Friday. If you're listening to this, I record this on Sunday, so it pops up on Monday. Friday was a rough go. I was playing some of the Division Beta with a few guys from the group over at Game Over Man, and they're like, God, what is wrong with you? Uh, and I actually didn't jump back onto the beta, mostly for that reason. I've been uh, just feeling pretty pretty crappy, so if you're in good health, then uh, enjoy that. Anyway, um, if you're new then you don't know that I'm sounding weird, and you might not even know what the deal is. So each week, I have some sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet, and we talk about video games. I, I kind of wanted to do a little bit of a different format here rather than a bunch of guys talking about the news. Uh, I think there's other podcasts who do that way better than than I probably could. Uh, one of those podcasts being the Cleverly Named Podcast with PJ, that I'll be talking to a little bit later. Um, man, he was awesome. Oh, and if you want to check out some other episodes, why not go back two weeks ago? Because I learned from Sean Messler that renting from Gamefly is actually a good idea. And last week I joined, or I had Josh Brandt on, and I learned that I'm nowhere near as busy or as smart as he is. So why not go back if you got a couple moments? Go back and uh, check out a couple of the other episodes and just join the family. I'm really enjoying doing this and meeting a lot of new people, and this has been a lot of fun. And, uh, Oh, if you got another minute, <laughs> why not actually do this first before you do anything else? Do this first. Uh, if you're driving, pull over and uh, just take a second. Uh, or if you're taking a poo, then you know you're sitting there anyways. Head on over to iTunes. Give this podcast a good old five star rating. That would be just really nice. Why not leave a funny review too? Why not leave a little comment that you know who who cares? Just leave something that's kind of not your typical. Maybe I'll read it on the podcast here. I really appreciate you guys' support and all that. I'm getting a lot of great feedback and I'm really enjoying doing this. Uh, of course, I don't get paid anything. Uh, I'm going to start doing some fake endorsements, so hopefully you guys will enjoy that. But nobody is offering any money, um, which is totally fine. I just do this for the fun. And uh, yeah, so your your reviews go a really long way just to help this thing kind of get discovered and, and help other people find it because I... I'm not going to spend money for marketing or anything like that. So it's all word of mouth and it's all ratings. Um, speaking of word of mouth, why don't you come on and say hi over at the We The Nerdies Facebook group. Just search. We, I'm not going to go into the slash group slash because I don't know what order it is. But go on over to Facebook and the little search thing. Go We The Nerdy Fan Group. And I'm sure somebody will let you on in there. And just don't be a lurker. Come say hi. Let us know what you're playing take part in the conversations I'm, I'm loving that group because it's not it's not enormous but it's kind of it's it's uh it's intimate we'll leave it at that it's really nice and I'm, I'm loving being a part of that group and hopefully you guys can come on along too um yeah so i mentioned this week i'm getting over a bit of a cold so i, I was home from work on friday and just whenever i wasn't flushing fluids or grabbing cold medicine or anything like that i was playing a little bit of uncharted and actually this last week since we last spoke i raced through uncharted 2 and uncharted 3 on the nathan drake collection and uh oddly enough the first one didn't work for me i don't know what was going on but there was some sort of bug 
Um, I couldn't get past the first opening cinematic, and I'm having some some issues with my PS4. It's starting to starting to show its age. It's a little over two years now. Um, having some weird flickering thing happening, and then every now and then it'll just eject the disc. So that's always a fun one. And then yeah, this Uncharted one. I I don't think this one was hardware related, but nonetheless, having some issues. Um, but once I, I, I realized, you know what, I can just skip on to two. I've played them all before on the original PS3 version, so I just jumped on into Uncharted 2. That was always my favorite anyways, and, and my playthroughs of these two sort of just confirms that. M- my favorite for sure is, is Uncharted 2. I felt like the flow was a little bit better. I liked the addition of the, the new characters that they added I thought were really good. Uh, and it seemed like 3 was just a little too forced, a little too... I don't want to say Michael Bayish because I actually enjoy Michael Bay's movies. Come at me, but it was a little too look how enormous we can make this. Um, so I'm hoping that when Uncharted Four comes along, they go back to kind of the set the feel of the second one. Um, it was just a little too forced. I didn't like walking around the desert and just kind of hoping that every little segment was going to be the last one. Um, it didn't seem to flow. As soon as you kind of get any momentum, you sort of stop. And I think that Sean Messler was talking about this on the podcast a few weeks ago in movies about the rise and fall of tension. And I've been thinking about that a lot and translating that into games. And that that idea, it seemed, was a little too forced in Uncharted 3. So for me, it wasn't really quite there. The any, the villains, um, you know, not not as ridiculous maybe as Uncharted 2, but but really I didn't think they had much character at all. So they they may have backed off a little too far. Uh, but regardless, I loved my time with Uncharted. I'm so glad I was able to get to it. January is an awesome time to sort of look at your backlog and go, which one of these things can I can I cross off the list? So I finished off Uncharted 3, and by the time you hear this, you should check out my. PSN. I, I anybody who knows this already knows what's coming. But my, I will change my PSN name as soon as I am given the opportunity to. Um, I've had it now for seven or eight years or something like that. Uh, awesome schlong uh, without the C. Um, come check it out because I should have my platinum in Infamous First Light. It's a really short game. Really, actually, I and I liked Second Son. But this game, I just am so addicted to. It's something that I wake, I've woken up both uh, yesterday and today. I'm like, I gotta get to playing this. So I, I've, I'm down at the time where I'm recording this. I've got maybe three or four, uh, more trophies to go, and they're super easy. So by the time this podcast goes live, I should have my fifth platinum, and super proud about that. And uh, yeah, so why don't you guys come on? Like I said before, come on over to the Facebook. Let me know what you're platinuming. Let me know what you're playing. Uh, let's just keep this conversation going. And if you really want to come be part of the podcast, uh, shoot me a message on Twitter at Sean Capri. That's Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Um, or shoot me a message on We the Nerdies Facebook group, uh, and and let's just get it going. So my guest this week is PJ Biddle from Cleverly Named Podcast, and that was one of those things when I heard that name. It was just so perfect. Like I. I really love We the Gamer Cast. I think it's it it has this sense of community. We the Nerdy itself is like we like by the nerdy for the nerdy. Uh so I really enjoy just this whole community aspect of it. But cleverly named podcast is just one of those it's too perfect. And when you when you get to know these guys, 
it fits so well with them too. It's kind of like, what are we going to call this thing? Yeah, why don't we? It should be cleverly named podcast. And yeah, I'm sure that's exactly how it went. So uh, he is such he's, he's PJ is on. I think his motors constantly on cruise, and I don't mean that as a as a pejorative. I think just he's so chill. And he can get along with, he's one of those guys, I think he can just get along with everybody. And uh, I had a really good time talking to him. And it's funny because he was so super humble that it wasn't until after we finished recording that he had mentioned that they had some massive guests. And I don't know about you guys getting into podcasts or listening to podcasts, but some of these people were the reason I even wanted to give this a shot. So um go check this podcast out cleverly named you can go to cleverly named and some of these guests are amazing and andrea Rene, colin moriarty dave lang marcus beer and christian spencer i mean like pj is a great dude but i would kill to have some of those guests on this show but that might be for another day another year uh so if i'm guessing if you're listening to this you've probably heard of at least a couple of those people so go check that out that's great work by pj and the crew to get those guests on uh, oh, and if I didn't mention, go talk to PJ on, on Twitter. Let him know uh, what you thought of the show or, or kind of you can learn more about him on, on Twitter. He is at PS4OSU on the Twitters and his podcast handle is at CNT Podcast. Uh, again, his website, cleverlynamedgames.com. I just had a blast talking to him. He's such a chill dude. And uh, you'll find out more about him as we jump into our conversation with PJ. Oh, the other last thing that I should say is we had some technical difficulties, and I can't quite seem to fix this one. Uh, we had the first half of our, our conversation was kind of dropping in and out of, of some of the recording. So we'll just jump in. We've got a we've got a good show for you, but it's a little bit shorter. Hope you guys understand um, these things sort of happen. But had a great time. Let's get right into it with PJ from Cleverly Named Podcast. sitting on the shelf that's screaming at you and, and what your backlog is all about oh you don't even <laughs> this i think is this is a struggle gamers suffer in silence it's something that people don't talk about nearly enough um i i did a series on another website called the diaries of a backlog gamer and it was basically just giving a chance to revisit or for me it would be the first time visiting older games and it seems like unless a game is brand new, nobody really talks about games, you know, unless or if or if it's a classic, people will talk about Zelda until the end of time. So I was kind of going through my my backlog and and writing articles about my experience with them, almost like a review, but not quite. So backlogs to me have always been interesting. So I'm curious as to what's sitting on the shelf that what's your pile of shame kind of look like? <laughs> Well, my my pile of shame is imaginary because <laughs> I am an all digital man. 
Okay. Fuck what fuck what Sean says. <laughs> uh, not you, Sean. I know. Yeah. <laughs> me and me, me and him get in this argument all the time. I don't care. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm 100 digital. I game share on both consoles, PS4 and Xbox, with somebody. Uh, so I, I I split the cost of my games uh, that way. Currently on. The last time I did a count on my Xbox, including backwards compatible, backwards compatible games, I have. But like I said, the last time I count, it was at like 130 games installed on my Xbox. Oh my gosh! So, yeah. so that's including the the games with gold. So I'm not that I've from the day that that started. I'm like that. I cannot count that towards my backlog. Otherwise, I will lose hair on a daily bit. Like they'll just start, it'll just start clumping out. I can't. Um, there yeah, might be exactly. a, there might be one game or two where I where I, I'll eventually get to. Um, but aside from that, like games you've spent money on to purchase, what's the one that like you had full? Maybe maybe you didn't uh, have full intention on playing it as soon as you bought it, and then you're like, mm, I'll go to something else. Uh, I mean, the newest Halo, I still have not gotten around to beat. I I played it like opening night and. There was like four four of us from the podcast, and oh, we nice. played through. Uh, I think we played through about four or five missions, and then uh, we were playing on legendary, so that took us fucking forever. Uh, no kidding. And, yeah, uh, so that took us forever. I think it ended up being like eight or nine o'clock in the morning. We finally uh, called it a wrap. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, fi- fi- finally called it a wrap. I was like, I I guess I gotta go to work. Uh, yeah. Uh, grab and a then, coffee and go at it <laughs> yeah I mean I'm, I'm trying to think I mean I got that mm. what did you think of Halo aside from so it far, obviously kept you around until 8 or 9 in the morning but maybe that was more friends than anything I mean so far it's okay I've never yeah. been a huge Halo fan uh, I've okay. always wanted to like it more than I actually do like it but it's always been a little bit too slow for me. Like I'm a Call of Duty gamer, okay. So I like that fast paced that uh, the fast paced movement speed of Call of Duty. So when you slow it down the way Halo does, it just it irks me. <laughs> yeah, I I think there's a lot of people kind of like that who there's obviously a diehard fan base for Halo. But I'm sort of in this the same as you, where I've recognized that as an important franchise. I've enjoyed playing it, but. It, was never really like I would never go crazy for it, and I and I really enjoyed Halo Five. Um, I played the campaign uh, a few times over actually, and it's maybe because it's a little shorter. I was actually able to do that, but I loved I loved my time with Halo, and and co op was was phenomenal. So I can imagine four good buddies all staying up until eight or nine on Legendary. That's a little that's a little hardcore though. I don't know for a guy who doesn't really love Halo, like Legendary is kind of a tall order. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I just kind of achievement hunting, kind of sort there of like it I, I just knocked this all out in one playthrough. Don't try try to get it all done in one playthrough. Like fuck it. Yeah, and then maybe maybe that killed my steam. Maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I so. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, just kind of look, just kind of looking. I mean, I've, I've got Assassin's Creed Unity, and I don't think last year, and I don't think I ever opened it or turned it on booted it up like it's installed but i don't think i ever booted it up what's your kind of history with assassin's creed that's another that's another series out there where huge fan base but i'm i'm sort of on the outs a little bit on that one 
um, I'm probably right there with you. I've never like yeah. I I think I got into Brotherhood. I believe it was a little bit, but once again, like I never beat. I don't think I've ever beat an AC game. Just like I've never beat a Halo game. Yeah, and that's another thing. I have I have the Halo Master Cle- uh, Master Chief Collection, and I bought that and still haven't beat a Halo game. Yeah, instant <laughs> four games added to the backlog, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I it's, it's so much. I mean, Far Cry Three, I never got around to, and I had that yeah. installed. Like, and that that's one thing. Like, as far as like, because I have some of that stuff on the PlayStation, uh, like Far Cry Three and Shadow of Mordor, uh, the Uncharted Collection. Yeah, another uh, three games added to the backlog. I, yeah, ju- exactly. I just picked another. that one up, and I'm like, as if I'm, I don't even have time for another game, let alone a trilogy, like three separate games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. they're not I short games either. Have you played through the Uncharted games? Uh, I no, I've never, I've never like played that. Like I, yeah, like I wasn't, I didn't have, a, I'd never owned a PlayStation Three. Okay. Uh, I I skipped the PS Three altogether. Um, I used to have a PS2, and then, like I said, then the Xbox 360 came out, and I pretty much stuck with that from the X. I had the Xbox and the P- and the PS2, and then I just went all 360. Yeah. Uh, I just the online gaming and everything was just so much better than on the PlayStation. It was just so I just completely skipped. Like my little brother had a PlayStation, so if there was something like I really wanted to play, I could go holler at him and play play with him. Like I put pl- we played through. Uh, what was it? I think it was uh, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. I think or four. Yeah, it was three, three or four. Uh, when it when it first launched, I talked to him. I, he was trying to figure out what he wanted to buy, and I was like, "Dude, buy that Metal Gear Solid real quick, and I'll come over and play with you." No doubt, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I t- I talked him into buying that, and then we ended up uh, beating that straight through in one night. Uh, Did you really? Holy cow! Yeah, I didn't even yeah, know that was so, possible. Yeah. I don't think that I, I'm pretty like I said it was either three or four I don't remember exactly I'm not 100% sure which one it was but it was three or four I think it only took us like maybe 10 12 hours okay I wish I could walk through Metal Gear Solid 4 that's kind of like my classic case study of what a backlog means because I I saw Uncharted and I saw Metal Gear Solid 4 at a friend's house on his you know nice shiny new PS3 Whatever it was, it was like $700, right, when they first came out. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I remember seeing Metal Gear Solid 4 and just how amazing that looked. And then I saw uh, the first Uncharted. And, you know, as totally just when you can appreciate how good Nathan Drake looks when he goes into the water and comes out with wet jeans, it's like, holy crap, I need this game. And I don't even know what it was. It just looked amazing. So I went out and bought my PS3, bought Uncharted, bought and uh, got Metal Gear Solid 4. And it's still to this day, what is this, not eight, nine years later? Good God, I'm old. Uh, it's still <laughs> sitting on my shelf unplayed. I still, I haven't even started Metal Gear Solid 4. So yeah, I, I, well, because here's what I wanted to do when I got Metal Gear Solid. I'm like, I, okay, I'm gonna go back. I want to understand this whole lore because I know there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on about this story, and I wanted to go back. And so my my good friend was is a huge even now is a huge Metal Gear fan. He's played through all of them multiple times. So uh, I wanted to play through the first and second and third one, and it just basically ended up being him playing it because I was just terrible. I. I I'm so bad at stealth games. It's not even funny. I just end up, I, I try my best. I think I'm being really sneaky. And then 
yeah, it all goes to shit. So I've never, it's Metal Gear is one of those series where I've really wanted to get into it and I just haven't. And I will always remember watching because I bought Metal Gear at full price just watching it go on sale from, you know, 60 bucks down to 40, down to 30. And then it's in the bargain bin for like, you know, $7. And I'm like, good God, I paid full price for this. I bought a PlayStation for this game. So it's a, it holds a weird place. It holds a weird place in my heart. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. That just seems bananas to buy, a, to buy a $600 PlayStation for a game and then not play the game. Oh man. I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. But luckily there was quite a few other games I ended up really enjoying and, and I'm loving the difference between last generation and, and this generation where I think I think actually like Sony had and even now it still has some of the more interesting exclusives, but things just panned out better for Microsoft on the 360 side with Halo and Gears and those games being just juggernauts. Now exclusives not really paying off for, for Microsoft, them being really putting a lot of their weight and a lot of their focus on on exclusive games sony's just kind of riding that that third party train so i'm interested to to your thoughts on the i guess just the the current state of the industry these days yeah i mean it's definitely i mean microsoft in second place is something to be feared uh because they have the money to kind of do whatever the fuck they want Mm -hmm. and uh they have phil spencer at the head to who knows what gamers gamers want and who knows what needs to be done uh so i mean ever ever since the launch and the whole metric messaging and everything that happened with the launch of the xbox uh and how everyone everyone cried about how the xbox was ruining gaming and you weren't going to be able to share games and you weren't going to be able to sell games and you weren't going to be able to do all this stuff even though they were set it, they were going to be the first people to s- try and set up a way to sell digital games mm-hmm. to sell your digital games back yep. it may have been li- it may have been limited at the beginning it may have been limited whatever but they were working on it and they were trying to set a precedent but no one would hear them yep and i and i know their messaging was bad i 100% agree that their messaging was confusing and bad and inconsistent, but they were still just like when they launched the Xbox, uh, like, was it the original Xbox? Yeah. The original Xbox, they launched that with an ethernet cable yes. with a broad, with a broadband cable. Yep. Even though everybody was on 56 K. Yep. Like no, nobody knew. Nobody, what the fuck had broad, it. nobody knew what broadband was. Yep. No, nobody had the service, but they future proofed it. They were like, no, we're going to put this in here. It, it's where we're headed. Yeah. So, but with this one, they just, I guess they felt like the, the windfall was too much and it was, and, and obviously they were right because even now with all the reverse changes and everything like that, they've still been damaged. I mean, granted, they're still selling better than the Xbox 360 ever sold at this, at this rate in time. And, but they're just being like the PlayStation 4 is just a monstrosity. It is just, unheard of how well it is selling i mean 36 million units in two years who the fuck does that <laughs> like and Jesus nobody needs Christ. a blu-ray player anymore it's not like with the playstation yeah. 2 you had uh, the dvd player was kind of the trojan horse where well and definitely playstation i bought playstation not only just for nathan drake's pants uh i definitely bought it because it was the, the cheapest blu-ray player you know what i mean but that's yeah. not 
like there's nothing like that for for ps4 and actually of the two consoles i have that's the one that's breaking down right now for me so i'm a little i'm a little pissy at sony right now because it's just spitting out my discs and waking up at weird hours of the night and and constantly trying to eject the disc so it's uh it's funny how the tables turn i think that i'm not the only one who's experiencing that sort of malfunction and uh you know, it's, I don't think it's happening on the same scale as the Red Rings of Death, but it's just, it's amazing the goodwill that Sony has from gamers where, you know, Microsoft tries one thing and everybody just sort of explodes it. You know, as a, as a fan of the industry, I just like watching people react. And so I think you're probably, I'm gathering you're sort of the same where the, the goings-ons of the industry are almost as, or if not more in- interesting than, than some of the games themselves. Oh, absolutely, and that's why I said, and that's why, like, I still try to figure out why the PlayStation sells more than the Xbox, (laughs) like, every day. Like, the Xbox infinitely has better exclusives. I mean, you have Bloodborne, on which I can't speak to, but, I mean, everybody, almost everybody who has played the game loves that game. And until until Dawn was a fantastic sleeper hit uh, that nobody really seen coming. But I mean, other than those two, and I mean some other smaller indie stuff, but more bigger juggernaut like AAA type games. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Those two games, and that's it. Like Infamous Second Son was good, but it wasn't spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what what else what else Sony had. Well, yeah, um, right out of the gate they had. Uh, you're right, Infamous, and then they also had Killzone. Knack, Knack, yeah, Knack though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Knack, Knack was a huge flop. Yeah. And Killzone, which uh, I believe the multiplayer was really good, but mm-hmm. the campaign was mediocre at best, mm-hmm. I, I believe is what I read. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't have a PlayStation 4 at launch. Uh, yeah. I did, get an, I did get an Xbox at launch. And then probably, I'm trying to think, uh, it was probably about a year after launch, I went and bought a PS4 at Walmart for $90 brand new and then turned around and sold it for 300. Oh, did you? Yeah. You just weren't playing uh, it? No, I didn't even take it out of the box. Oh man. Like I Oh, I, I I don't know if you I don't know I don't know if you heard me. Did you hear how much I bought it for? No. $90. Oh my god. That's amazing. Uh, it was. Do you do you remember the whole kerfluffle when? Uh, oh yes, I know exactly what you're gonna say. But yeah, tell everybody yeah, this is awesome. When when Walmart uh, apparently Walmart started price matching online competitors, so that meant they were price matching like Amazon and shit like that. Well, apparently, and I honestly did not know this before I did it. I thought somebody was actually like selling it online or whatever, but it was sold out. Uh, but somebody had. Uh, created a store page on Amazon and listed the PlayStation 4 for, I mean, there was a, there was a range of them anywhere from like I think the lowest one I seen was like thirty or forty bucks all the all the all, all the way up to like one hundred and twenty I think it was, uh, but the one I had was thirty for 90 bucks. Bucks. Yeah, yeah, I, I, like I know some people who got them for like thirty bucks. Like oh I seen receipts. Oh my god. Uh, but uh. So I went, I did, I, I seen that on Twitter and I immediately went to Amazon, found the page, stopped at the, I, I was out on my, out on my job, 
stopped at the closest Walmart I could find and was uh, walked back to the whatever <laughs> and uh, was like, uh, let me get, uh, I was like, how many PlayStations you got down there? <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> Start the car. I was like, and, and he was like, we got two. I was like, damn. I was like, all right, I'll take both of them. And uh, we got up to the cash register and I was like, yeah, and I need to do a price match. And I showed this dude. This dude just started rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Like he was like, they're not gonna price match that. He's like, there is no way they're gonna price match that. And then he called a manager over and they price matched that motherfucker, but they would only do one of them, so they sold me one of them for ninety bucks. Oh man! Uh, and then I tried to go to another Walmart, and they were like, no, that deal's dead. Nope, we're not price matching shit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, good for you though. Oh, I love yeah. stories like that. That's hilarious. So, yeah, so like I said, I got that, and then I thought, like, if I could have got more than one, I would have kept one. Right. But uh, I, I, it ended up help, helping pay for Christmas and shit, I think, that year. Uh, so I went ahead and sold it for 300 bucks and made me a couple hundred, made me a couple hundred yeah. bucks to help pay for Christmas, yeah. Uh, and then I finally ended up getting a PlayStation uh, for good back in March or April, I believe it was. When GameStop was having that, I don't remember what it was, but they were giving you like a like a hundred and seventy five dollars for an Xbox three sixty or something like that. Uh huh. And then I had like an extra fifty percent bonus for power up rewards, or or something like that. Like I ended up walking out of uh or no, yeah, uh, I ended up walking out walking out with my PlayStation Four for like seventy five bucks or something like that. That's and that unreal. was and, and that was with a free year of PlayStation Plus cuz like I hadn't uh I think I needed to renew my power up rewards and they were like well if you re up your power up rewards we'll give you a free year of PlayStation Plus I'm like 50 bucks for PlayStation Plus <laughs> 15 bucks for Game GameStop power up rewards All right ring me up <laughs> Holy like a freaking horseshoe up your ass that is awesome just everything like Oh up. no hold on uh, it, it does it keeps going nice <laughs> Yeah, I I have a second Xbox uh in my house that I bought for dude was se- dude was selling it on like my wife is on Facebook and there's these like yard sale sites on Facebook. Uh if you didn't know that people just buy and sell shit all the time, all day, every day yeah. on these fa- on these Facebook yard sale sites. And anyways, this dude was selling his Xbox one with GTA five uh and controller for a hundred and twenty five bucks. What? He I was probably like, did the same thing as you. He bought his for thirty bucks on a price match. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, dude, I'll be there. I'll be there in five minutes. Yeah, man. So I went and picked that up. Uh, got that. I already had GTA Five, so I went to uh, GameStop, traded in GTA Five. They ended up giving me like, I think they were having some sort of bonus that day or something. I don't know, but they ended up giving me like fifty dollars for GTA Five. Holy cow! Yeah, I couldn't believe how much they gave me for fucking GTA Five. Uh, I I was dumbfounded. But yeah, they ended up getting so. I Why get rid of it so quick? Well, it must have been like, was that your first thought? It's just like, I have you played it before, or just no interest in GTA Five? Like, what was that? Well, one, I have no interest in it. Two, yeah. I already have it digitally. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So my my game sharing <laughs> partner al- already bought it digitally. Oh, so okay. I, 
Yeah, so I had no need for GTA Five disc, so I was like, immediately it's gone, and uh, so I ended up paying seventy five dollars for that X for my second Xbox in my house. That's unreal. <laughs> that's so in my son, that's in my son's room. No regrets on trading in an older 360 just like are you kind of the type to move past the last generation and just like move forward no looking back kind of thing oh no i still have another 360 in my oh, house nice. so yeah so i i just had like i said i still had two in my house uh th- my xboxes kind of act as my media centers so right. i buy i buy like all my movies and everything uh on uh xbox on like microsoft video or whatever it's called nowadays yeah uh, so I buy I buy everything on there, and then now that like I wish all studios would do this that they would create anywhere accounts or whatever the way Disney has done. I don't know if you've seen this. I have, yeah. Uh, but it links across like all your accounts. Like you can, like with your Disney anywhere Disney movies anywhere account, you can link your Microsoft account, you can link your Amazon account, you can mm-hmm. link all these different accounts. So that your Google Play your Google Google Play account. So all your Disney movies are accessible, accessible from fucking any device I can think of, which is and, crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's so beautiful. I wish every studio would do this. So, have you heard the rumors about Nintendo's next console about the NX? There are just rumors just coming up very recently about uh, whatever the next Nintendo Network iteration is going to be called. Apparently, there are rumors that it will have tie-ins or some sort of interactivity with PlayStation Network, Xbox, uh, and all these other different things. Can you imagine it working in a similar way to kind of what you were just talking about with Disney? Is that, um, first of all, have you heard these rumors at all? Uh, yeah, I, I've seen the story on Twitter. I have not had a chance to actually look into it yet to see all the exactly how the rumor says they're actually going to interact or anything like that, but I did see... Uh, I did come across the rumor on Twitter or whatever, but like I said, I haven't dug deep into the story. I I mean, I would love for Nintendo to go basically go third party and just make yeah. video games. I mean, that's what they're good at. Uh, I mean, their video, their games are. I mean, Mario Maker is like that game is just amazing. Yeah, uh, I haven't actually played it yet because I don't know why. I have a Wii U. It doesn't get played. I, for some reason, I have a mental block on buying Wii, Wii games. For some reason, I don't know why. I just can't bring myself to pay full price for for Wii games. I was going to say they're always expensive. They're always yeah, full price. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and they hold their value, and they never have sale. They, like they have sales on their Wii Wii U eShop or whatever, but it's never like they're good games. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's always like the smaller titles that they have sales on. Like Mario Maker's never on sale on the on the digital shop for like 40 bucks or something like that mm-hmm. so but yeah i mean i don't i don't know what it is like because i would like to i i would absolutely love because like did, i don't did you are you a fan of patrick klepik or dan reichert or giant bomb or anything like that it's funny i i didn't really hear about dan reichert at all until mario maker so i uh i've just very recently i can't i it would be disingenuous for me to say like i'm a huge fan but i just love what they were doing with with these mario maker levels i think that you don't see that with many games at all. And for this game especially, it's very interesting for me to kind of watch that from the, the the first announcement to now it being more so a spectator sport than anything. 
or spectator game where it's so interesting to watch other people come into contact for the first time with these levels. Uh, I think it's more fun to watch people get trolled by levels than to play them. So that's what's kind of kept me away from Mario Maker. But yeah, I've been I've been loving watching that whole thing. Okay, yeah. So you so you have been watching the battle between Patrick Klepek and Dan Record and yeah. all the all, all that craziness. And he he freaking it. A, a little piece of me died when Patrick lost. <laughs> a little piece of me died. I had all the faith in the world in Patrick, and because like Patrick holds a special place in my heart because okay. he's one he he he's one of the he's one of the biggest persons that got me into my favorite game of all time, and that is Spelunky. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, like like from Major Nelson Radio. Uh, I don't know if you probably know E, uh, yep. who recently retired. Uh, he he talked about Spelunky a little bit, and like I tried to play Spelunky from that, and like I enjoyed it a little bit, but I just never really got into it. Mm-hmm. And then Patrick Klepek started. Uh, back, I think I think it was back when he was still working for Giant Bomb uh, before he had left and went to Kotaku. But anyways, he was doing uh, Spelunky mornings or whatever, and he was just streaming Spelunky every day. And I would just, I, I watched that like every day and I would come home and I would just play Spelunky and like, dude, I, I fucking love Spelunky. <laughs> that's crazy to me. So like, that's the thing I love about just being able to watch let play, Let's Plays because it'll get you into a game that you didn't think that you'd even like before. Spelunky is still like, I tried it a few times. I don't really quite get it. Um, and actually if there's a descriptor that kind of keeps me away from games and it, I don't I don't know why this is, but the whole randomly generated thing is kind of scary to me. I kind of like wanting to know what's coming. Um, so yeah, I'm like, was it basically just you watching these videos that got you really into into Spelunky? Yeah, I mean, just looking at just watching the depth and everything like that, and then just some of the personalities he would have on, like him and uh, Dave Lang would come on occasionally, and his bat tech. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw any of those videos, but it was some dumb shit. Uh, but I mean, I like I said, I I enjoyed the game, but I didn't really understand the game. And then, right. like I said, watching him uh, progress through it and everything like that, like yes, Spelunky is randomly generated, but at the same point, there are certain consistent things that are gonna happen. Right. Uh, and that and that, and that's the that's the beautiful thing. So, like you said, you you, you want to know what's coming. Like you you pretty much know you're you're in the cave for four levels, and then you're in the jungle for four levels, and in the cave you know there's going to be a, a you're you're going to get the key and the and and the tre- the uh I completely blanked on the name the name of it like the eye of Ankh or something like that. Uh, no, the Ankh is from the. Uh, Anyways, that's way too in depth. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's consistent and it's fair. Like yep. if you die, it's your fault. You messed up, and that's what I love about that game. Just like just how I loved Ori in the, the Blind Forest was my game of the year this year. That game, the mechanics were so tight, and the platforming was just on point, and then. The it's a art, beautiful the, game. Yeah, exactly. The art style was beautiful, and yeah. then also the sound design, the uh, soundtrack for the game is just gorgeous, and it's all uh, completely created through orchestra. 
Uh, yeah, but... we, we did our, our top 10 games of the year on, on WeTheNerdy.com, and I put together sort of before we ended up announcing what the number one game was, we put together kind of like a little splash video of, of the top 10 games, and I was trying to think of what music to put the whole thing to. Like, should it be kind of like exciting and like kind of poppy or electronic or something like that? And then I started to think about uh, the old Gears of War commercial, the Mad, the Mad World commercial how it was like all this action but like kind of a, a soft somber song underneath and it just like totally changed that whole commercial so i used i ended up using the ori in the blind forest soundtrack the main theme for kind of like this splash what would normally be a very exciting like look at the 10 greatest games and then it changed the whole tone of the video to look at these touching moments these games that 2015 that were all about the relationships and what the the connections that the characters made between each other and then also the connections that we made with with these characters of 2015 i cannot say enough about ori like it I, i'm talking about how it changed this this one video but I, like it has the potential to redirect microsoft studios into this whole other direction of artistically driven be- beautiful handcrafted um non-traditional game design where you i would normally expect to see something like that on on a Sony platform, and I was so happy to see it on on an Xbox. Just for, just to see them kind of open up a little bit. It was outside of the Dubro shooter that is so often tied to Xbox. This was a thing of beauty, and I absolutely loved Ori in the Blind Forest. Um, I sort of stayed away from it for a little bit too. I talk about this every now and then because. You know, one of the first things people talk about when they say Ori is just how difficult it was, and I, you know, and I, it it was it was tough for sure. It definitely had its its points, but that we just went on like each of us. We could talk about all these different things, and difficulty is one of the last things that comes to mind now, having taken a few weeks away. I I played it for uh, again over the holidays, and now a few weeks away from it it's like i still don't think of difficulty when i think of ori and the blind forest i think of the music i think of the art i think of just my skill level growing along with you know ori's skill set so as i become more and more comfortable with the controls in the world you get more abilities double jumps and and floating and all these other things and the way that you're able to jump from enemies or things that are floating in the sky to to get yourself a little bit higher I just think that is so masterfully made and the mo- probably one of the most efficient uses of my gaming time where I enjoyed like beat for beat, minute to minute, I enjoyed almost every second of playing Ori in the Blind Forest more than probably any game in 2015. So I'm right there with you. It was number, it was actually number three for me. Uh, but I mean, like when you're talking about best games of the year, um, it's all good. <laughs> like if you're in a top three, it's like, you might as well, it's tough to say like, what is number one, you know, or it was right up there for me. Yeah, exactly. And that, and as far as the difficulty goes, like I, you, I never really found it like super difficult because yeah. I mean, one, I love platformers and two, 2d platformers. So I'm kind of good at them. Usually you love what you're good at. Right. Um, so, I mean, there was obviously some difficulty parts, some of the escape sequences and stuff like that. But for the most part, yeah, I didn't find it too difficult. And then just it's fascinating. Like, I don't know if you know uh, the behind the scenes stuff that happened with that game as far as like Moon Studios 
all those dudes are from across the world. They never step foot in the same place. Yeah, they had they they basically did what we're doing, kind of just by remote communication, being able to put that piece that whole thing together. Yeah, exactly. It, it was all sending files back and forth, and none of them were in the same room at the same time. And that's just to to get that game made was it's just a miracle, and it, and it came out so perfect. I wonder if it's going to be a games with gold. Um, game anytime soon because it really is one of those like if you have an xbox you need to have this game uh, i mean i don't know because they're supposed to be coming out because they're actually oh, supposed the to definitive yeah, edition that's right yeah they're supposed that was that was actually supposed to come out uh i had heard rumored it was supposed to come back back in like october or something like that uh but then i just kind of never came back up and i never heard anything else about it and then now they're saying it's this year uh because I'm interested about that in general, like the the fact that they are doing it a definitive edition. That's well, I'm strange to me, but I'm curious. What yeah, you think. I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm just curious because I don't know what that means. Like, I mean, I assume that means there's going to be added content. So, will I be able? I mean, is that does that mean I can buy some DLC and play some more of that game? Uh, that's what that that's my biggest thing is I just I don't know what it means because they haven't announced any DLC or anything like that. So I don't know what a definite. A definitive edition means, yeah, or that a game of the year thing. edition means. They should. They really should have just like dropped the mic on that one. They on a uh, some sort of conference or something where they they say just announcing we're in the blind forest. It's a definitive edition, and you can buy it now. Uh, you know, because I think that there are people who are now that game of the year awards are kind of come and gone. Uh, it got sort of another flash where people were giving it a little bit more attention. Because it came out in May, I think, of 2015 or something like that. Like early spring, something like that. And now now it's like you're, they're getting all these accolades, but they're, not, uh, they're, they're actually keeping people away from purchasing it because they've announced this definitive edition. So people are they're hyped about it, but they're going to hold off for this newer version to come out. And I think that, that the whole announcement, like you said, it was supposed to come out in, in October it's an extended period of time now where people who probably would have tried it are, are still waiting for the next thing so they don't get burned on it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely a possibility. And like I said, I'm not sure what happened with it or, uh, what, well, we actually need to talk to our guy. Cause we have, uh, one of our, one of our podcasters, uh, John, he actually knows, uh, the composer Gareth Coker. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he he's supposed to he's supposed to be guesting when he gets the time, but I know he's been super busy and everything like that. Uh, but he's supposed to come on the show sometime. Well, uh, do me a favor, pass along like my absolute like I just I absolutely love that music, that whole soundtrack. Like I said, it it changed how I was even looking at the top ten games of 2015. Just the music on its own, a, a huge appreciation for that. So pass that along for me if you if you don't mind. Oh, I, I absolutely will. Yeah, like I said, we've been trying to get them on for a while, but it's like schedule never never seemed to line up. So <laughs> one of these days we will get him on, and it'll be a fantastic show because I would just love to pick his brain about how he chose the music and all that, and just how he composed all the music for that game. And it's oh, no fantastic. kidding ties in with just the story and everything that happens in there so perfectly and i i i 
like I'm thinking about it as we're as we're talking about it right now, and I'm hearing the soundtrack in my mind and in flashes of what happens in Ori and the Blind Forest. They're kind of like going. Uh, I'm a very like visual person, so I'm thinking about I'm thinking about that. Um, anyway, jumping away from from Ori, if you were not podcasting right now, what would you play? Like, what would you go power up and and start to play? Uh, I'm trying to think. Actually, just before we hopped on, or well. Uh, I was playing Halo Reach. Uh, oh yeah, through through back compat. Uh, I was actually gonna play uh, a World of Keflings because I had never played that. Uh, I'd never heard I, of that one. Uh, it's a 360 arcade game, and it's okay. backwards compatible, and it actually uses your avatar. So it's it almost seems kind of like a Facebooky type game where you're building buildings and then stuff is and you're mining stuff and uh, but it's got a whole story to it and everything like that. I played a little bit on my 360 because like I got multiple rooms and multiple uh, everything like that. So sometimes I don't want to kick my wife out of the living room to play on the Xbox One, so I'll go in the bedroom and play on the 360. And I, I was playing a little bit there, and it, it's a decent little game. Uh, I'm having a decent little time with it. Uh, but if you got, like I said, backwards compatibility, you could probably find it on sale for a couple bucks. It's a, it's a decent little game. Uh, other than that, I mean, mostly, and then this is another thing we got going with the podcast right now, is to try and expand our knowledge and expand our foresight on more diverse games for the year. We're kind of having a mini competition with our podcast to see yeah. who can beat the most games in the year. Oh man! Yeah. Uh, currently, currently, I've uh, I've beat five or six. I think I'm up to six now. In 24 days. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, grant, now, granted, I will give you some of those I was close to already beating, but we still count them because we beat them in this year. Uh, like Mar- date in 2016. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like Mark of the Ninja, uh, I finally beat that this year. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, I love that game, and I find I finally beat it this year. Uh, I only had like a a few, like three, maybe three levels left in that game, so I was pretty close to being done with that. And then I beat I finally played Assassin's Creed China or Chronicles China, and that was a pretty good game. And it, it's a Mark of the Ninja type clone, uh, uh, not quite as tight, but it's still good. Uh, and then, like I said, I finally I beat uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order this year. Uh, Love that from yeah. start to finish. So kinda, I oh. I picked I picked it up. Uh, I think I picked picked up the bundle uh, when it was on sale a while back for like mm, I don't remember what it was like sixteen or twenty bucks something like that for Wolfenstein: yeah. The New Order and Old Blood. <clears throat> so I picked that up and uh, yeah, like I said, so I mean I I. I've been working a lot, but I've actually also been squeezing a lot of gaming time in this year. But yeah, and all over the place. I'm really intrigued by just the wide variety of games. It's not like it's a it's all shooters or all platformers. You're kind of you're able to get the full gamut of experiences in there. Yeah, exactly, and that's kind of the 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 reason I brought this idea to the table uh, to the podcast because, like in the last couple of years, this our, our game of the years have kind of been really similar uh mm-hmm. as far as far as the taste across the board goes because we mostly all kind of play the same games uh and that's why i kind of want to wanted to try and implement this uh this contest this year to try and make us uh maybe step out step out of our comfort zone a little bit and maybe play play some things we wouldn't normally play 
Yeah. I love that. Like 2016, it seems I'm talking to a lot of people these days and it seems like people are either branching out or just changing the way that they're gaming. So it's, you know, you're just yet another person to cut that I'm coming across that is, is doing exactly that. And I love, I'm doing the exact same thing. And, uh, one of the big things for me is, uh, I, I, I'm sort of the opposite actually. So where uh, I used to just not be able to move on to the next game without finishing the last game. And I've sort of, sort of like been instructing myself to say it's okay to just play game if all you do is like 20 hours and move on to the next thing um i think that's really going to be the only way that i'm able to experience a wide variety of different games in 2016 is probably by not finish or at least not forcing myself to finish something and and you know earmarking a game to say i'm going to come back to that and i know that i will so bloodborne is a game that i can only play a few times a week or really like maybe once a week or something like that. I can't, it's too exhausting. <laughs> so I'm good with putting that one aside and then jumping back to like I, today I played Splatoon and Bloodborne and I don't honestly don't think I could have two more opposite ends uh, games. So uh, no, I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to continue on with that sort of thing. So where can people sort of like find out more about the contest? Like, are you, are you including the community at all? Or do you guys have your uh, Facebook yeah, page well, going to? Yeah, yeah, we got a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash uh, cleverly named games. Uh, and yeah, you guys can join, join the group. Uh, we'd like to get some more activity in there. Uh, it's a little slow in there. We got about on 75 members, but it's mostly lurkers. Uh, we definitely, <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely, we definitely like some more activity in there, some more posts and stuff like that. So if you're a member of game over man or any of those other groups, you're welcome to come over and talk with us. I know it starts to get, you join all these different groups and it starts to be duplicate talk, but, uh, we'd love to have you over and, uh, talk with us and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And then, but do you, uh, just to touch on that game, the contest, you want to know the bad part? I'm in second place. Oh my gosh! You don't Is even it because somebody. Well, how you, many games? How many are you behind? You don't even want to know. Oh no! He's my, the first place has beat eleven games. Come on! But what kind of games are we talking about? Uh, let me see if I can look at it real quick. Uh, I I know one of them was Limbo, so that's like an hour. Yeah. Uh, I know there was another like real short ass game i can't remember but i think he also beat assassin's creed uh chronicles china uh like last weekend i beat gone home and oxen free in the same day so i don't know if like that's (laughs) yeah exactly that's like two five hour games you know yeah exactly that's why i said sometimes it gets a little uh here i got it right here as it loads up uh oh yeah the other the other super short one was numa uh, Breath of oh, Life. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that that's like, that, yeah, it's like an hour. But uh, he did beat uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Three, uh, Counter Spy, The Order eighteen eighty six, Journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, mm-hmm. Journey's yep. a super short one. <laughs> uh, so is the Order. Yeah, Killzone HD. Uh, one that's tough. Uh, at least I found tough. I've never been able to complete it. Super Time Force. Yep, that is tough. I couldn't I, get quite yeah, get my hands on handle on yeah, that. Yeah, I I couldn't either. Like I tried to play it and I just I couldn't wrap my head head around it. Uh, Guacamelee, which Good is one. a fantastic game. I lo- I love that. I played it on the PC before it even hit uh, consoles. But yeah, that game was fucking awesome. Uh, Infamous Second Son, or Infamous Two. Sorry, not Second Son. 
I guess he because he's got a PlayStation now, which yep. he raves about. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's too expensive for my blood. Uh, and then Valiant Hearts. Holy cow! That's a yeah. busy dude. Yeah, he, probably, he definitely doesn't have kids. No, he doesn't have he doesn't have kids and he doesn't have a job, but he does go to school. <laughs> okay, that that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, oh, it, it, it's it's definitely something to try and open, open our minds and see a little bit more. How, do you guys all end up playing the same game sort of at the same time, or you're all over the place and learn from each other about what what's uh, what you're missing out on, maybe, or what you should be going to check out? Uh, I mean, for the most part, we most of us play the bigger games because, like, there's nine of us. So we pretty much all kind of game share with each other. So it it, it works out to where most of us can kind of get our hands on most everything uh, that way. And so, so so most of the bigger stuff we're all kind of playing at the same time, but then like we got, we have, we have our oddballs like, like Danny, he, uh, he like last year he was on a Kerbal space program trip. Like he streamed on Twitch for a long time. Uh, and he had he had actually gotten up to like I think he like his personal Twitch uh, page is up to like a I think he he might have crossed a thousand followers. Oh, good for yeah. him! Yeah, and uh, so and I think at one point in time he had like like I don't remember what the number was like five thousand or something like that people watching him uh, on, on on Twitch like that is just bananas. No kidding! Yeah. I remember one. I, yeah, quit your day job. <laughs> Yeah, I remember one time we were uh, <clears throat> we were actually doing the podcast on uh, streaming it out on Twitch because we tried that for a little bit. But I don't like I'm the main I'm the main person behind the podcast, and I have a crappy laptop. So trying to stream and do a Skype call and and record it just <laughs> does not no smoke is just puffing out yeah the side exactly of your laptop. exactly it just it, <laughs> Give me yeah, a exactly break. it just doesn't happen so but I know I remember one time we were we were doing the podcast on Twitch and somebody named uh dang it I can't remember his name now I th- I think I still uh good old Gary or something something like good old Gary or something like that like hosted us uh, on his channel and we ended up having like 1500 people watching us for a little bit and we were like what holy shit welcome everybody <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. great yeah that's awesome so no more streaming live uh, on the, the podcast no not right now like I, I would like to get back to it but until I can get something yeah. uh, that is more stable and stuff like that uh, that can actually perform and do it uh, then no uh, but it, when when I get to that point, I'll uh, I'd, I'd definitely love to get back to streaming on a regular basis, especially on uh, for the podcast, stre- streaming that on a regular basis once a week, like get a steady time. And that's when we'll have the podcast and that's when we'll stream on Twitch every single week. Oh, well, that sounds I, I have to let you have to let me know whenever you guys go ahead and do that. It's uh, I I think you're going to have a few new subscribers. I'm definitely going to be one of them. Just it's been my pleasure to, to talk to you today. And I can only imagine having just a group of you guys all talking about games. Uh, cleverly named podcast is the name of the podcast. Cleverly named games is the website. PJ, man, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Right. I appreciate you having me on. 